When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, 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 Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost. In America. Ryan, are you guys ready for the show? Oh my gosh. We have a fantastic show tonight. We have comedians from all over the world coming to join us. We have my co-host coming up here in a minute. He did just have a heart attack, but he's also going to be doing a stand-up comedy debut. I don't know if those things should go together. Uh, his first time ever doing stand-up comedy, but I think he's in the room right now. You guys, I want you to help me welcome the very funny, my co-host, Mr. Michael Ira Kaplan. Do the stage! It's on, right? Ah. I had to bring my own mic, so I was a little nervous about that. How you doing, Kaplan? I'm good, I'm good, I'm alive, so. That's, Kaplan that's had the key. a heart attack. It's true, it's, you didn't make that up for this to sell tickets. I had a heart attack. But it did sell tickets. It sold, look at this, look at this look audience. Look at this, yeah. people want to see a person with a heart attack. And if, for those who don't know, just to prove it, I have this little life vest on. It's a little uh, contraption vest showing off for the ladies there. It's either a life vest or a 1980s cell phone. Yeah, it's like a Walkman more. They should make it in yellow, I think. It would be cooler. Yeah. But, but yeah, so this, so everyone's got to make noise tonight because this thing goes off all the time. There's like false alarms and I press it so nothing happens. But if you guys are loud enough and I don't hear these alarms, then it's going to electrocute me. No, no, that, no. That's yeah. going to be fun. That's going to be some fun prop comedy. That'll be no. less fun. No? Uh, okay, well. My Cap- mom agrees with you, but I think it'll be great. How Kaplan gets... That's real. This is real, yeah. <laughs> if that thing goes off... Oh, look, it's going off. Should I let it go? No, anyone? So no. if it goes 25 seconds and he doesn't push the button, he, he, it, it electro uh, attacks him. Yeah. They said it's not as bad as a death penalty. Like, it's not that bad. So that's, that's the parameter they gave me. It's just less. It's in the middle. Somewhere between this and getting shocked to death. So. Kaplan, <laughs> is this too real is this, <laughs> I just, He's so okay, everybody. I'm alive, yeah. Come on. He's okay, and later on tonight, he's going to be telling us the best parts of having a heart attack. Oh, don't spoil it. So, stick around for that. But before that... Nope. Fentanyl. Is it going off again? That's his fentanyl. That is number one. Oh, yeah, it's going off. Yeah. See, I had to make it up. You're killing already. I'm done. fantastic. I'm literally going to watch a man die up here, so this is great. It's going to make... We're going to make history tonight. So, what we're going to do is start. Yeah. We just looked up... We, we read news stories all the time on our podcast... We just looked up askmen.com. Um, <laughs> great site. It's a great site. They have the top five, top six 
uh, obsolete skills men need to ditch. Right. Since Does that make sense? We are so, men who are looking so to evolve. It's like historically all these things men have done that now we need to stop doing because hello, it's 2019 or something like that. So we're going to go through and gonna, cap, we need to decide. We'll decide if we're ditching or not? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Especially, I don't know, post-heart attack, you might want to ditch most of these, but let's find out. First okay. skill, and the audience, you can all clap if you agree or not. First skill, clap if you think you should, if men should ditch this. First obsolete skill that men need to ditch, according to AskMen.com, hunting. Yes, yes we should ditch it. Even the Pennsylvania people. All right, you go first, Cap. What do you think? Well, I'm, first off, I'm against ditching the skill because I'm from Pennsylvania and we get off school the first day of hunting season. So, and that, and the, <laughs> so that's, I'm thinking of the children out here. But, but, but then I think about myself and I think I can't even squint like properly, like I can't close my eye and keep it open. So I can't use a gun. I'm a totally useless man this way. So I'm pro getting rid of hunting because I'm, I'm a better cook just because I can read a book. You can read a recipe and you can like, you can make something, right? But, oh, okay. <laughs> talk away from it. But, uh, well, you said talk into the mic, so I'm not sure. <laughs> but with uh, hunting, I can't, there's no, there's no book for that. So we're. So we're, wait, because you get off school and you can't squint. Well, no, get off school's pro, but that doesn't affect me. I'm not a kid. Oh, you're somewhere in the middle. I'm oh, because you're not a kid. I'm not okay, a kid. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm pro getting rid of hunting, is what I'm saying. I'm against Because I can't it. shoot a gun. I'm against it. Hunting needs to exist because they, what they tell us is instead of hunting, learn how to cook for yourself. Here's my question. How can you cook for yourself if no one previously hunted well, to, for the food? And I'm not going to hunt vegetables. I'm not doing that. I'm There's talking like meat, baby. Yeah, but you forage. People forage for vegetables. That's, that that's allowed. That's trendy. What is forage? I don't know. Find things, herbs. You dig. You dig. You're allowed to dig. Did you? But hunting, no. You... Do I need a master's degree to understand this <laughs> podcast? <laughs> yes. Here's the only so way I'm down with uh, getting rid of hunting for men. If women hunt. Oh, you're for true equality. Do we, does any women, does we, any women here hunt? Anyone? Do any men here hunt? No one hunts. One guy hunts. One guy. <laughs> what do you think? You think we should get rid of it? If you don't like killing your own food, then sure. Uh, you do. It tastes better. You like killing your own food. What about All right, next up. fishing? Is that allowed? Thing that men should get rid of. Uh, fighting. I agree. We should just go to women should fight only. It's more interesting. <laughs> Right? No? Is that what you're getting at? What are we getting at here? What would you do instead it of fighting? It says instead of, instead of fighting, learn how to meditate. Oh. Here's why I'm against that. Because <laughs> while you're meditating, someone's punching you in the face. Right. Right? And also, at some point, all this electricity, all this stuff that connects all of us, this internet, it's all going to go. It's all going to stop. And then at that point, you're not going to meditate your way into protecting your belongings. You're going to be meditating. Someone's going to be stealing everything from your house. Yeah, I, I see. And they're like, but askmen.com told me that I should stop fighting, so. Does it have to be either or? Because they both seem like therapeutic in a way. Like fighting, fighting is, feels good when you get in a fight. Anyone who's ever been in a fight, you feel great afterwards. As long as it was one of those fights where you know you're gonna, it's going to be separated, that's how men really fight. We like know someone's going to get in the middle. Yeah. And we can just yell things. Like, yeah. Pull us away. I would have killed you. Hold me back. Hold me hold back. Me back hold, hold me back. back. I mean, doubt, and, doubt. And, and there's like an adrenaline rush to feel good. And it's a lot like I think... As someone who just had a heart attack, they, I think you're, I'm supposed to be meditating. I don't know how. They do it at this cardiac rehab I go to where we like take deep breaths and close your eyes, but then I look around the room and everybody. So I don't, I don't know how to do it. It's hard, I think. But, but I should, right? Like that's what they're saying. I'll be more of a uh, yeah, modern I man. Yeah, I want to change my answer. All right, yeah, there you go. I won. For you, yes, I'm against <laughs> fighting and I'm pro-meditating. Yeah. 
For everyone else in the world who hasn't yet had a, had a heart attack. But if someone fights me right now and this thing goes off and shocks me, it's like a suicide bomb. I'm taking them out. <laughs> like Question. If, it, if, you, if, you, if you know it's about to go off, can you use it as a weapon? Can you shock? I, I think so. It says, yeah. it'll say like bystanders, stand back. Like that's why I can't really, on the subway, this is really dangerous. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's going to get them. Like it's gonna, we're it, we're all going out with it. So if that happens at some point during the show, you have. I'm gonna to walk hold over to you. We'll take no, you hold the mic up to it. I want to hear bystanders stand back. Okay, let's do it towards the end of the show. This bill paid money. That one. Next up, <laughs> things that are things that 2019 men need to ditch: repairing your car. They mean ditch calling AAA, or they mean people really repair their cars. Learn, no, it says instead <laughs> learn how to code. I'm not joking. It actually says that. Coding oh. is like some internet thing. Yeah. <laughs> they want us to learn that? Come on. You're going to go at all the mechanics or just going to like jump on the... Yeah. I, I, but also, if everyone's coding and no one's uh, but fixing cars... Right, but cars are becoming like self-driving, so learning how to code is repairing cars now, no? In the future? So these guys, they, they need to... <laughs> all right. But I'm saying, it's, I, I have someone who used to work in IT, it's definitely never perceived more manly to be working with computers or like... Like if you change a, a woman's like a flat tire for someone, yeah, that would be more impressed than if you like, I don't then know, you code for them. If you, if, you if you build them a new app, I don't know <laughs> what does that means even to code. But hey, here's your website. Yeah. Let's I've code. had a heart attack. I don't even know what coding means. It's like there's a there's a. All right, here's the last one, Captain. Last yeah. one. Last one. But I think we solved a lot with that yeah, one, we did we not? <laughs> no, no, no one knows what coding means. Yeah. Last one. Uh, things that ob- things that night 2019 men need to ditch. Oh, this is my favorite one. Fixing things at home. I'm all for it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't fix things at home anyway. My wife does. Is she here tonight? Right? Am I yeah. wrong? She fixes everything. I, I was hoping that would get a round of applause, but <laughs> equality. Hello. Yeah. Dr. Bob's on my side once again. I fix things at home. 2019, man. <laughs> stop fixing things at home. It's obsolete, caveman. Dr. Bob Kaplan was ahead of his time here. You stopped he fixing taught, things at home he, in the 70s? He taught me as a child to not fix anything. He didn't, he didn't even teach me what a Phillips screwdriver is. I don't know anything. So, so, but, he, but it says that you're supposed to de- become a decorator instead or learn to decorate. That seems like a... That seems yeah, you're right. It says instead of fixing things at home, learn to decorate. You agree? Yeah. You, you're a decorator? I feel like if I tried, well, go ahead. Well, I, yeah, I don't think my wife would want me to try decorating. Absolutely, I think that's not. why we have like a good thing going. I like the I last, like the, the easiest way to pick a fight immediately is to try to start decorating my house. There'd be bobbleheads everywhere of the Sacramento yeah. Kings. It's like a basketball team with too many shooters. Speaking of the Kings, exactly. you need to. All right, yeah. that's it, Kaplan. We're gonna be back up here in a minute, you guys. But we got stand-up go. comedy starting for you right. right now. The next comedian coming to the stage, very funny man. You know him from the TV show Silicon Valley. You're gonna see him right here, T.J. Miller, everybody. <laughs> Hello, wait, can I go in the middle? I Jake, don't have a good side. You're in the middle. <laughs> How you doing, man? Great. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah. Thank you for doing it. First of all, I don't know if everyone knows this, but uh, you were down the street like 15 minutes ago, and they called you and were like, hey, do you want to do a show? And you're like, I'm yeah. in. I'm doing six. Round of applause for uh, Thanks, TJ for just showing up. Off the bench. I'm so happy to be here. I'm doing six sets tonight. So this is my second of six sets. So I, I, This probably is going to be the best one. Look at this audience. Of course, look at it. Sometimes I mention that in the audience is like feels cheap, cheapen. <laughs> the guys are like, really? There's others? Like it's all different jokes, yeah, right? But none of them are as good as you. Two weeks, six? What's that? Two weeks, six or seven? 
No, I like two because the first crowd kind of got my shitty warm up thing. Now I'm like up and at him going, killed, great time. Then the third set, I'll be like, I wish that was the second set's audience. And then the fourth set, I'll be like, this is going downhill. And then the fifth set, this nihilism sets in where it's like, I already did a bunch of sets and I don't need to perform for you guys. Yeah, and the sixth set is just like, oh boy, it's a disaster. Yeah, not even that. I just like come back here, look at the empty room. <laughs> just be like, that's where the guy in the pink shirt was sitting. <laughs> that young woman over there, she went to take a flash photograph. I'm like, come on, TJ, we got to close up. And they start to bring down the gate, and I'm like, you guys go ahead. I'm just going to sit here and reminisce about that there second show. <laughs> All right, enough of this ridiculous. And then we all, my favorite, this is my favorite club in New York City because we have the, the um, John Wilkes Booth seats up there. I know, that's the weirdest thing, but also, don't you guys kind of feel like, like, it's not that you feel better, it's just you feel like one layer of, you know, you're like, yeah. if he wants to talk to us, he's going to get through all of these people first. I feel like it's just like they built this and they're like, in case a king and a queen at some point show up, we need. It's like having the presidential but suite at let's a hotel. Be real. Like with with yeah. this wallpaper, I think they're like, or a Dutch and Duchess will do. Like, yes. <laughs> we'll we'll so, go for it. So you want to do some news with us? Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm gonna hold my microphone like this if that's okay. That's fine. I don't it's do this audio often because it looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's but like a ahead. snow cone. This is from the Sacramento Bee, everybody. Yeah, yesterday's Sacramento Bee. That's one of our favorite newspapers, our favorite outlets. Yeah. Uber driver drops rider off at airport, circles back to burglarize his home. <laughs> First of all, billion dollar That's idea. That's genius. Yeah. Drives right Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. That is, because you know some of the conversation was like, oh, yeah? How long are you gone for? <laughs> huh. Wow, five days. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you wouldn't come back early. You got to love, got to love being in Portland, right? Yeah. yeah. What, do, what do you got? A, is that a two bedroom in there or a three? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You, got, you know what? I always, I lock my windows whenever I leave town. Do you? <laughs> do you have any lucky numbers for your security And who needs those deadbolt locks, right? <laughs> I just like it because if anyone is an Uber driver, which statistically half the room is yeah. right now. Yes. I'm doing, I'm doing Juno and Lyft on the side. I am. This Guys, is, use Curb. It's an app. It gets you a taxi. Use it. Support the cab driver. Are they sponsoring, are they sponsoring you? Sponsoring the spot, yeah. No, I hope so if I say it enough. If you say it enough. This is what I like about this guy. Is First of all, this is America. It's a way to make money. It's a right. billion-dollar idea. You're, and and uh, they keep, all these stories are like the robots are going to put Uber drivers out of work. Soon, so get your money now while you can. That's what I think. Exactly. Robots aren't going to rob you. I know you mean that it's like a great idea, but I love a billion dollar idea. Like <laughs> well, if you do it enough a, time. It's probably a $10,000 idea. <laughs> Maybe, unless you're right. Unless you're driving Uber Black and you're like waiting for it. And you're like, so you in tech? <laughs> oh, you are. Oh, are you really? saying billionaires don't take Uber? No, nah, well, but, yeah, they do actually. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are cheap. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I'm friends with the Winklevi twins, at least half of them. Some people respect the people who invented Uber. I respect the people who figured out the scam. Because that's, that's, yeah, this, this that's is true. This is where you should. This is ingenuity. Because it's a worse, meaner, more horrible scam. But at least that guy gets home to his bur- burglarized house. The guy is. They catch him, and then when he finds out it's his Uber driver, he does have a moment where he's like, "Pretty good idea." <laughs> yeah. You know. Like, none of us have gotten an Uber and been like, that Travis Kalanick, he's okay with me. 
Anybody here take an Uber here? I like, no. I like the question of, so uh, you've been doing this for a while? Yeah. Every, every start of an Uber, you know? Yeah. How long have you been doing this for? Does it pay well? And the guy's like, uh, we'll soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, depending on your median income, yes, I think it will end up paying pretty well. It's like a part-time job for you or uh, not for long? Hopefully yeah. full-time. All right, one more news story, then we'll get you out of here. This is from Reuters. Reuters, readers? It's just this one last job. <laughs> once you, as an Uber driver, once you find out the guy has a lot of money, you know, he lives on the Upper East Side or something, you're like, this is it. Like, and so you, you're going to do this for a while? Nope. <laughs> this here is my last job. <laughs> now that I found out that your windows don't have an alarm system. <laughs> it's a good point. If any Uber driver ever tells you this is their last ever Uber ride, yeah, sir, yeah you circle Quickly back. Take call, a lift and go home. Quickly call lift and follow that Uber. Yes, exactly. <laughs> little tip. Last news story, lawsuit says TGI Friday's potato skins contain no potato skins. Can we what? <laughs> oh my God, this is horrible. Whoa. My first set was at the TGI Friday's, <laughs> yeah. and they paid me in what I thought were potato skins, oh, but it turns out they're seal leather. Yeah, what uh, are they made of? Yeah, what, yeah, Cap, what, are, what do you think? Well, I don't eat. I've never had a pear skin in my life. I don't see. Really? They're fantastic. Uh, they you never have. Don't they always have bacon on them or something? I don't know. Oh, you I, don't eat bacon. I don't eat bacon. You can I'm order real without chip. the. You can order them without the. You just tell TJ Fridays. Oh, that. that's an option. I like the baked potatoes, but I'm oh, a never, real Jew. I never saw They're like, cool, we'll take care of it. But Jews get extra, extra sour cream. Oh, I don't like sour. Because uh, they're of making that, that sweet, sweet it's cream. Casuals, everything around me, and also the sourness. But uh, I think. You gotta give it up for potato skins. They are a little boat filled with deliciousness. Bacon or sans bacon. Mm. Okay. All right. But no. they're not if they if there's no potato skin in them. So what would they what, what, are, what, what is the skin of? Is there any skin? I have is the opposite. Like, Here's my take. Who cares if it tastes good? Yeah, but it's a slippery slope. Who gives a shit what's you're, in it? Oh, uh, whoa. You gotta man. really watch I, it. I, I thought everyone was gonna be with me. Man, I I I think each every one of us just went straight. And this, yeah, I understand what you're saying incrementally. But a lot of us in here were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you took a bite out of a hamburger, you're like, mm, mm, mm. And they're like, that's child meat. And he's like, who gives a good goddamn? Yeah. Pass the mustard, you fucking lunatic. It's tender. This town. This town These caramelized is- onions are delicious. Those are actually uh, lemur dicks. They're the dicks of lemurs. If they, they said they've been serving them for 50 years. If it's 50 years, if everyone's still alive and they're selling, I mean, there's a reason so why TJ Friday is. Ne- they've never had? They've never had real potato skins. In so the history, does anybody have real so potato what skins? What do they do? What do they do? How do they do it? I only printed the headline. <laughs> uh, you know, it's interesting. That is America. Both the media and the people are like, I only read the headline. But then we all argued and talked about it at length, didn't we? I, would, I, don't, hey, I don't eat bacon. Oh, you got to try it. It's great. Hey, I'm Jewish. Back off. Okay, well, here's a minute. Oh, yeah. hey, that might be offensive. And then you're like, I'm sorry. I didn't do the research. But <laughs> this is the section we call the news. <laughs> this is a good time to tell you the name of the show you're on is Lost in America. So it's not our job. Yeah, we're supposed to be lost. We're on brand here. To understand anything. TJ Miller, everybody. Hold on, hold on. Can I just say real quick? Yes. Yep. That disclaimer that you just gave. <laughs> hey. It's called Lost in America. It's not our job to know anything. Yes. That's even more America than what you previously did. Is all of us are like, not my problem, man. I'm just lost. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm just here doing a goddamn podcast. That's yeah, it. That's right. This guy with the pod. I fucking love it. Thank you so much. DJ Miller, everybody. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. 
One more round of applause for TJ Miller, guys. He just dropped in. That can happen anytime you're here at Stand Up New York Comedy Club. Round of applause for the club, Stand Up New York. It can happen anytime. We're going to keep the show moving. The next comedian coming to the stage. You've seen him many times on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. You're going to see him right here. Put your hands together for Paul Mercurio, everybody. Keep it going. Come on. Thank you, buddy. You're a good sport. Hey, what's up, man? Paul Mercurio, everybody. What's up, man? Hey. How are you? I identify my dad as a sex fiend, but otherwise. Is that your dad? Yes, yeah, my dad. Yeah, you look like a Jew. Yeah, thanks. I am. I'm my, sorry, my, I didn't know. Is my that DNA your dad? test confirmed it. Yeah. Holy fuck. No charity. You were fucking born, but you know, yeah, a lot of all... crazy shit went on. All right. <laughs> I love you, Bobby. Sorry. He's Dr. Bob kid. Kaplan right there, you were talking to. That's Bob Kaplan? Dr. Bob, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a doctor. Of course. Oh, you fucking <laughs> <new> <laughs> doctor in Pennsylvania. Uh, what kind of doctor? Oh! <laughs> you got an issue? Oh, taking off the shoes here. Right. Bunion? Shut up, and then I'll start. Paul's taking his shoe off for the listening audience at home. Look what I got. Uh. Now, I used to get fucking... I got flat feet, okay? <laughs> right? And then my knees go out. Shut up. No, I'm fucking serious. Pretty. Why are these things so much fucking money? <laughs> start the clock, Dr. Bob. Put them on the clock right now. College. And it's this as Azek, Azek. You know these things? <laughs> he doesn't know what they are. How, how, well, uh, how, mu- how much? If I get it, can I? How much for these? You got can any you with have them? Made? I don't know what they are. Yeah, you got to come make some some more thoughts. Doctor Bob, some business. Wait, do you really not know what they are? You're doing a bit right now. Because <laughs> those are four hundred dollars. No, these cost me. These cost me sixty bucks, and they're eight. What does this say? Atrix. Atrix. <laughs> Oh my god. He doesn't know. Killed You're just bit. trying to get my business, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's your insurance? <laughs> I have United Healthcare. Can oh, you there you go. That? Now can we talk? Do you take it? Yeah. He You're takes gonna take it. it. You're gonna take it or I'm coming over with a friend with a shotgun. It's your there choice. There you go. <laughs> Right. You're going to have to go to Allentown, Pennsylvania right. to get I'm that sorry, check. I don't mean to make it. You didn't bring your <laughs> Round of applause for Dr. Bob, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Round of applause for Paul. Come on, come on. Come over here. Shaking hands. There you go. Oh, you got this man a hand. Your hands touch warts on feet, right? <laughs> Never washes them. <laughs> What's that? Fungus nails. I'll do the jokes, buddy. You just fucking take it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Sorry. This is really just a personal show for the Kaplan family right now. The whole night's been. This is great. Paul, thank you for doing the show, man. One of my favorite teachers in high school, Miss Kaplan. She was really awesome. My social... She was. Very, very nice woman. Anyway, go ahead. Whatever you want to do. What's that? Probably a cousin, no? Yeah. She has great feet. Yeah. Great feet. (laughs) So you get paid... See, you don't get paid a lot of money money to do spots in New York City, but if you can get a free checkup in the middle of the spot... It pays for itself. Yeah, but your father's not going to hook me up. He's fucking weaseling. I can feel it. (laughs) A lot of liability, I think. Speak it for him now. Do you have orthotics? I I used to, but uh, no. I, what he wouldn't broke, cover it? He, he wouldn't you to stop, go fuck he, yourself. He's not even for free. So you won't no. even cover your own son's fucking orthotics. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You're bad. All right, I, we'll leave Mr. Kaplan alone. Go ahead. So Paul, what's uh, wh- what? What's going on in Munich? So I was in Munich. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So I was I just got out of law school because I used to be a lawyer, and then I quit to be a comedian. Smart move. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Was this the sarcasm show? Is that what this is? Um, 
And so before I started working in my, uh, as a lawyer, I said, let me go abroad. And I took three weeks and I went, you know, and I got a URL pass, which is awesome. And you, it's the best way because you meet people. Did you go, right? And you meet people from all over the world on the train. You bring booze, you bring food, right? And it's like, it was really like the best part of the trip. So we go to Munich and I'm like, I'm, and I don't know anything about Munich. And then I go to a fucking giant beer, like beer hall, like an open beer hall. They have like 300, 400 people in the fucking oompa band with the later hose, and it was fucking awesome, right? So we're pounding, and there are these big, big pitchers of beer, giant. And I'm looking around, and everybody's smoking and drinking, and it's like 18-year-olds and 80-year-olds. I'm telling you. It was, it was, and they're just all pounding. And I mean, these, these older people, they're fucking pounding like men in fucking fraternity, like going crazy, right? And all of a sudden, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of that, right? There's a lot of, like a lot of fucking German, like, right? Sorry, this is weird because you're Jews. But anyway, um, probably should have picked a different story, but fuck it, we're in it now. Um, I didn't know it was going to be Jew night at the show. Way to tell me. And um, so uh, I am racist, by the way. Uh, but we all are, and don't fucking lie. So, um, so. I'm sitting there and I'm, you know, I'm getting more and more buzzed and whatever. And then uh, all of a sudden there's a woman, this very frail woman who's got to be about 70, been smoking her whole life. She just looks like on death's door, but she's drinking this fucking thing. So big. And then all of a sudden it was like a family and there's a guy maybe in his 30s and they start arguing and she goes like this. And fucking across the face, hits him right in the fucking face with a giant stein of beer and busts the beer and cuts him all open, right? Nobody else at the table even fucking blinked. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, sling, sling. everybody's like, oh. <laughs> so I'm looking at this and I'm getting more and more drunk. And then I end up, um, and I'm staying at like a hostel and I'm like in a room with two other guys and we came and these guys are Germans. One of them is anyway, and, but they're from another part of Germany, like Bavaria, which is out like on the countryside, right? So now we're going back and one of this guy picks up a woman and brings her back. I don't have anybody. I just got my fucking flat feet, Bobby. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like right there. Like it's like this bed and that Oh, bed. in the youth hostel. Yeah. Yeah, when you're like bunk to bunk. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and so I'm like in my sleeping bag and I'm just like, you know, like whatever, like I'm a fucking mess, right? I have no weed or anything. And, uh, and, uh, and then, and then so, they, they, so, so, and then I just, you know, they can just you hear a little bit of that and then they fucking get into it. And it was like, Oh, oh, like this hard German, like fucking going. Oh, oh, I really felt like World War fucking two was happening all over again, and I was being invaded. It was like I, I had a negative penis. My penis went into my body. Like I couldn't even get a heart out. Like normally at that age, like you, you know, people making out, oh, fucking whatever. I don't know why I keep looking at your father. Uh, you know, you pee. Yeah, you might. Pee. I couldn't because it felt like. like I was waiting for a tank to roll in and then there was going to be a fucking line of separation and whatever. And so, and so it went on for a fucking while. And I was like, oh, and then it was like quiet. And it was like, yeah, yeah, and it started again. <laughs> so I fucking, I, uh, I went to the kitchen and I had hot chocolate. That's what I did. That, the youth hostel is like what you, I've been done the whole, the youth hostel yeah. thing. What you'll deal with at age 20 just because it's like three bucks. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'll stay anywhere. I'll let a German yeah. have sex on top of me if it's $3. Exactly. Wait a minute. There's a shower inside? Well, I am fucking scamming the system here. Uh, you can't even have people, they can't even stay over in a hostel, right? So you got to, 
there's no like spooning or anything, right? I remember <laughs> from, from no, I think you can do whatever you want. You can't have anything. No, you can't. No, no one can stay over now. You were staying at the wrong ones. Oh yeah, well at the party one. I was staying with your brother, so. Why are they nope. throwing you out of hostels? What are you doing? A lot of vomiting. A lot of vomiting. You vomit in a hostel. You can have the German sex. Crazy, but if you throw up, you're out. I was in a Utah hostel. My brother and I were in, in Barcelona when we were like 20, 22 years old. We got, we like got blacked out drunk and then went back and slept and got robbed in the middle of the night by someone who worked at the Utah hostel. Oh, I was there for that. And, <laughs> but we were so poor and it was only five bucks to stay there. It was still a better rate than yeah. staying at like the Sheraton. <laughs> Yeah, you, lose, you just don't carry, you carry light. Yeah, we lost like 35 bucks. And we're like, big deal. Wait a minute, let me see here. I can say this one for 50 or this one for five and get fucking 30 stolen. I'm yeah. going there. Yeah. Did he and rape they, you too and that was part of the deal? No, they let us go. A free night though. So. And they didn't, they were cool uh, criminals. They didn't steal our passports. So yeah. that's like the big deal. But was, you keep your passport, it's 35 bucks, you're good to go. I got, uh, I, I did a show, I was doing shows in the comedy store in London. Oh yeah. And they told me the first night uh, that you're going to get heckled. And I said, why? They go, because you're an American oh, and they want to bust your balls because they're still left over from fucking 300 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, really? They're still pissed Robert, they lost us. You know what I mean? I mean, you, talk, you think Jews fucking hold it. They grow <laughs> guilty with the thing. And Italians too. I'm Italian, by the way. Same thing. It's the same. You have better food, though. Nah, you got all the money. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> we do your masonry work. Come on. <laughs> Can't argue with that. How how much is that shade that goes like an accordion? <laughs> really? You rich fuck. Screwed up, Dad. You should get married. She seems like a nice woman. Do I do masonry work? I oh my <laughs> lord! Wow, I'm getting hammered from all sides. <laughs> Jesus. So um. So what happens so, at the so, they, so they go, you know, you're gonna get heckled. I'm like, yeah, right. So so the way they do the shows in uh, London, they they do. Two acts, they don't serve, they don't have servers at the table. So you drink before the first half of the show, then there's the show, and you can take your beers. So people are pounding because they're like worried, right? So they get fucking drunk really fast and they have bad teeth. And and then there's an intermission, and then two more acts, an intermission, they all run back and they get three more beers. And they, so by the time, and I was the last one up on that night, it just rotates. And I'm up there and it's dark, I can't see anything, and it's really bright. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. But I'm doing okay. I'm not killing, but I'm not bombing. But I'm doing okay. And all of a sudden, I hear, yank. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> yank. And I'm like, here it comes. I'm like, yank, fucking yank. And I just went crazy. I go, you fucking lily-ass white. And before I could get two more words out, a mug comes flying by my head. Theme tonight. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, good night. <laughs> I got off. I, it was it was crazy, and then after that, I was fine. Like it was like a rite of passage. Oh, and then I did shows in Scotland, and you can't understand those people for three days. You can't even understand the heckle. No, yeah, you yeah. can't. Like it was like it's like I don't even know. If it was, I can't do accents, but it was like there's like a lot of that. And I thought it was like I was doing a show for mentally challenged people, and you were. Actually. And it turned out, wow, you know, I'm giving back. I felt good about myself. And then I realized it was a bunch of drunk fucking Scots. I used to, after I did, I've done shows with, uh, not in Scotland, but there's a ton of Scottish people there. Yeah. I swear to God, when I came off stage, I like had a whole opposite view of Braveheart. <laughs> like, I was like, I would have been a British person during Braveheart. I would have been the attacker. Right. Exactly. I was like, William Wallace right. deserved what he got, yeah. dude. Those I, people are assholes. I would have, I would have fucking, I would have hit him in the head with a bat just yeah. because of the way they talk. Yeah. And, uh, and By it, the way, we are allowed to make fun of the Scottish, so 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, well, anybody here Scottish of the Scottish? Tiffany? Anything? No? No. Tiffany. You are, sir? You, did you throw on the accent at the last second? Yeah. Are you, are you, yeah. Oh, you're, you're the Canadian. Canadian with you're Scottish ancestry. That cancels each other out. But I wait, think. if you have Scottish ancestry, you're by definition Scottish. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sir, why are you lying to us right now? <laughs> Get him out of here. I have a question. In Canada, do they say, like, I'm, like, you know how Americans will be like, I'm Scottish, but actually they're from New Jersey? You know what I mean? You guys say you're Canadian. That was my question. You yeah. don't say the other thing. Okay. Where in Canada are you from? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I work in Edmonton a lot. Oh, no. I'm born there. <laughs> you were born there? Is that the Scotland of Canada? What does that mean? <laughs> New Jersey? No, it's fucking the New Brunswick of fucking <laughs> Canada. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like whatever. But the people are nice. And then I had, a, I had to have a 19-year-old girl throw out, throw out, thrown out because she was obnoxious. Anyway, so... <laughs> So she was. She gave me the finger, and I told her to get out. And she had a six-month kid and lived in a trailer, and it was a whole thing. And then I was just like, yeah. Oh, no, man. it was bad. You know, the people don't want to listen, and, you know, you can't hit a woman anymore. Anyway, um, <laughs> that's all wrong, apparently. Uh, so the Scottish thing, and they would talk. And for, like, for like three, for three days, like if I talked to somebody, I'd like to talk to them. I didn't want to be the ugly American, and I didn't want them to think I was being a dick. I literally could not understand. It could have just been a foreign language because it was so thick. And it was so like, and I felt like I was drowning in his own blood or something. Um, but I, you know, but they ended up being very nice, and the whiskey's unbelievable there. Yeah, Edinburgh's beautiful, nice countryside. It is. You know they what? have that they have that comedy festival where they're like, you gotta come, and you're like, how much does it pay? They're like, nothing, but you stay for a month and rents ten thousand. Yeah, well, I, yeah, right, exactly. Like, huh? Yeah, fuck that. I, I can stay in a hostel for five and have thirty-five dollars stolen from me. Yeah, what do exactly. I look like an asshole? Paul Mercurial, everybody. All right, All right, thank you. Thank you for coming. Thank up. you, buddy. You're a good sport. Hey, seriously, hook me, hook a brother up, will you? Come on, give me some more time. Thank you, guys. Right. A lot of fun. Thanks, Thanks man. Got some more thoughts. Sorry, I went over on my time. No, I'll, I'll get one more time for Paul, everybody. You guys, we're gonna keep the show moving. The next comedian coming to the stage. You saw him earlier. He's the announcer for our show. He also. He and I started out together doing comedy in China 12 years ago, or maybe even more at this point. Everybody put your hands together for Joe Schaefer! Joey, going blue. Oh, uh, going blue. I got a blue Going blue in front of the parents. Blue comedy. How are you doing? How you doing, dude? At least I didn't ask his dad for Pointless. shoe advice. You know, I... Figure that's been beaten to death. Your feet. Yes, your feet look at you. Just they're leaving now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Way to go, Joe. Probably People waiting. are fleeing for the exits because of you, Joe. How's it going? It's good. It's good. Joe, Other than, uh, I'm getting the stitches out tomorrow. I'm excited. Did oh, you? did you talk about that? A little bit, yeah. Okay. I have to acknowledge it because otherwise, people are like, "What the fuck is wrong with his face? Can you can you even see it?" No, you're nice. Side. That was a very, like, no, we can't see it. Joe, when, uh, when the opportunity to fight came up, Joe decided to meditate. Yeah. Yeah, and then. Uh, <laughs> that's, and he got, pow, pow, punched in the face. So, Joe, you were just in Sweden, right? Yeah, I went to visit my girlfriend's uh, parents. Shout out, she's here tonight, is she yeah. not? Hey, round of applause for Joe's girlfriend, girlfriend here? everybody. No? She's right next to your wife, actually. 
Wow, I just asked for a round of applause and no one, that really died. <laughs> People don't like you leaving America for women. They want you to date an American. They want, they want me to trip? date domestic. So you went there to meet your girlfriend's uh, parents, correct? Yeah, I mean, she, well, she was going back to meet them and I figured I'd come along and, and say, hey, show them who's uh, dating their daughter. <laughs> That's impressive to them, you know? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah they were, uh, they How were was a full it? surprise. It was great. I mean, as the Canadian friends pointed out, Sweden is amazing. It's just a really clean and well-maintained. Mm. Coming from New York, that was a real uh, shocker. Little to no vermin. I was very um, surprised. How I'm so used to this point. Live? Sorry? How do exterminators stay in business? Do, like, that sounds horrible. I mean, exterminate <laughs> a bad place. Don't yeah, move to Sweden don't. if if that's your uh, if that's your your <laughs> bag. You should stay I, I, I in New York. I look out for these people. Yeah. It's... And what are the traditions of like? Like meeting Swedish parents, same as here, meeting the parents of your girlfriend, or is it like different from America? Or? Oh, they're the Swedes are super chill. They're like they're very um, progressive in all ways. So what they're does that mean? they let you shower together or something. Oh, they're like, <laughs> come on in, we're all showering. Come on, it's a let's all hug. Yeah, they're into wow. it's it's super nothing like like you know they're they're very pro, pro sex. Pro, they're they're <laughs> pro to their children. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, you guys are fucking. We know. That's what they say. Pass the meatballs. Like, they're, they're busting my balls immediately. They, it was, they, were, they, were, they were like, they were busting my ball. I thought they were, I kind of confused them, I think, for Canadians. Because I thought they were, like, all, like, nice and apologetic. You know, Canadians are like, oh, sorry. But they were, they were, they went right for the balls for a little busting. For a little ball busting time. Like, what do they do? Well, like, so her grandma, um. Her grandma was messing with me, but her her grandma's Jamaican, right? So she she was like, she was definitely a ball buster because she my girlfriend's a little younger than me. She's in her twenties, I'm late thirties. So I was trying to keep that a secret, really? right? Because I, I look young, <laughs> I look young, right? I didn't want to yeah. like make that an issue or make it weird. You don't look that young. All right, you well, look like you, as someone who's had a heart attack, I say. You, all right, you baby like face. Like, There's a heart attack victim right next to you, and he looks younger ballpark. than you. God damn it. <laughs> But you're a big star, so you're obviously dating someone younger. We know. Yeah, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take advantage of the this, this stage time. Joe, uh, should, we, should we do a news story? Well, I just, well, I didn't finish the story. The grandma, she was like, she was like, at some point, she's, I think she saw my gray hair. She was like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "I'm, I'm uh, 38." And she was like, "You snatch in the cradle." <laughs> and I thought that was very funny that she, she, she. Busting my balls. Joe, should we do a news story? <laughs> yeah, let's do the news story. What, did you say something back to her? Or are you just <laughs> I'm just going to keep going with this until they, they kick me out. Chuck E. Cheese denies the conspiracy theory <laughs> that it reuses pizza slices. Yeah, whoa. This is, Here's my first question. This is really a big conspiracy. Oh, boy. I, don't think, I think it's like PR 101 not to deny something that no one ever knew yeah, existed that in the first place. Already, ones. that sounds a lot like Chuck E. Cheese's reused pizza slices. Did I, that, did I miss the like Times Square, the marches going on around the United States of America against Chuck E. Cheese's uh, you're using pizza there's slices? There's a big Chuck E. Cheese trutherism movement out there. There's a what? There's a big trutherism Chuck E. Cheese movement. Chuck E. Cheese truthers? It's on Facebook. You got to get involved. Yes. I bet either you guys, have, I hope, haven't been to Chuck E. Cheese in a while, right? Neither of you. Cause Every weekend. I mean, that is my go-to. <laughs> when people come to New York to visit me, they're like, where do I get a good slice here? I'm like, Chuck E. Cheese. Gotta go. I've been. Yeah? The slices are like, you would think like, it's not that hard to make a decent slice of pizza. But they just, they know that kids do not care. Like, kids will eat any pizza. They have no sense of taste. 
Yeah. So yeah. they just take advantage of that. You know what else yeah, kids don't like, care about? Eating other people's pizza. I don't right. think so that's, that's really... Saying. Kids do not care. So th- I don't even think it's a story. Like, why Why shouldn't Chuck E. Cheese reuse it? What is it? Like, they just... Okay, yeah. we're all on the same yeah, page I'm here. I'm this. I think Chuck E. Cheese should reuse their pizza slices because kids don't care anyway. Agreed. And they can I think... reinvest it in those crappy gifts. There's, like, these little prizes. Like, my son will win, like, 400 tickets. And 400 tickets, for you like, gets you, like, a fan. Or, yeah. like, a little ball that, like, bounce... Yeah. So they can maybe improve the, the quality of the prizes by reusing pizzas. It's smart business. I, I think Chuck E. Cheese should lean into this. I should think they should just be like, Chuck E. Cheese, everybody's eating everybody's pizza. This is, this is where America comes <laughs> to unite. It's it's like we're a, all eating the same pizza. Like a, uh, one of the family style. Family style. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a couple bites taken out of it. Let's not waste pizza. That's Chuck E. Cheese. They should spin it as some sort of like environmental, eco-conscious, <laughs> yes. you know. Oh, what, do you want to throw away that perfect little pizza? Give it to that guy over there. He's Great. he's uh, crying because his kids keep uh, stepping on his toes. You know, let him, like, nobody, if you're a Chuck E. Cheese, I feel like you got bigger things to worry about, right? Yeah. And if you're eating there, like you molesters? know, don't take a bite of a slice if you're, you know, on the verge of being full because you know that slice could go to someone else. So don't take, because you take one bite, I think it's over. You can't reuse that, right? Sure. It's got to be like full. <laughs> yes. Joe Schaefer, everybody. <laughs> Round of applause for Joe. Oh, all right, here's the thing. Uh, so at some point, wait, your checks are coming around right now. I guess we should probably say that. Has everyone paid their checks up yet? Are you paying them? Pay Did, your checks, people. Is, if, you, if you're thinking you might want to do this, you cannot. we cannot all just get up and leave at the same time. That's not how it works here. I know there's only two people at the door, so technically you probably could, but it's, it would be illegal. As far as I know, there is, okay, so at some point tonight, Kaplan's going to do live stand-up comedy for his first time ever. But I don't want to force him to do it if everyone's talking and paying their checks and all that kind of stuff. So round of applause if you've already paid your check. Round of applause if you have not yet. One guy outside. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.